forward to having the conversation with my next guest uh, for a little while now because there's a variety of things going on when it comes to just business in the area. And that's a conversation with Shannon Full, the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber President and CEO. And uh, she joins us right now live from, I believe, Bismarck. Shannon, welcome back to KFGO. How are you? Hey, thanks, Tyler. I, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I imagine things are a little bit more raucous where you are than where I'm sitting right now. They are. We actually have about 25 business and community leaders that are here in Bismarck for our uh, Chamber Business Day at the Capitol. And so we're getting briefings on um, the budget, on workforce, child care, uh, you know, all of the top tax taxation, all of the top issues that are uh, happening here in North Dakota. One thing I do want to say, uh, those those business trips out to, to the capitals, I always appreciated those when I was in the legislature, uh, getting a chance to visit with the business community about a variety of things. So I tip my cap to your organization for making that uh, frequent thing so they can come out see that, quote, sausage being made, and actually just visiting with lawmakers. Yeah. I think it's very impactful. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We were just we were just talking about the sausage making that was <laughs> happening here. And, and, yeah, it's very true. We've got, you know, we've got a handful of our business leaders here that have never been out mm-hmm. to the Capitol and so um, and have not had uh, interactions with our legislators. And, and the fact that our region has 33 legislators um, from the, the Fargo region, it's it's significant, so it's it's great to have business leaders take the time to do this. I'm not going to lie. There's times where I wish I was a fly on the wall on that bus back home to hear what the, the takeaway was from some of the – oh, so that's what it's like. But I, I won't I, – maybe I'll visit with them at a different time. Uh, okay, perfect. Okay, and it'll be off air. I have no doubt. But anyway, uh, Shannon, I wanted to have a conversation because last Friday there was a meeting. Uh, you and a number of businesses on the Minnesota side – of the river, we're talking with State Senator Rob Kupek about the paid family leave proposal on the Minnesota side uh, of this mm-hmm. listening audience, and quite frankly, coming out in opposition to it. And I know you had a letter in the Fargo Forum addressing that as well. And I'm just kind of curious to get your side. We had State Senator Rob Kupek on. I'll share with you uh, after I hear from you kind of where I'm at on this proposal. Maybe not this proposal, mm-hmm. but the idea. So uh, the floor is yours. Explain where you and your organization are on what is currently proposed in Minnesota? Yeah, so the current proposal um, um, mandates that um, every entity, so every employer, um, public sector, private sector, no matter of the size, uh, will be mandated to give up to 12 weeks of paid leave uh, for medical and up to 12 weeks of paid leave for uh, family and child care. And so uh, that is up to, and they, they can be stacked, although we've, we've heard that won't happen very often, but we're not convinced of that. So it uh, can be stacked together for a total of 24 weeks. So in addition to that, the employers will be charged a 0.7% payroll tax to fund the program. However, the legislation currently reads that um, there is a ceiling, but it's a 1.2% increase annual increase could be given on top of that 0.7%. And so um, the the concern from our businesses, and when we put this out there to our membership, this is the letter that you referenced. We did put it out to our members. Uh, within 24 hours, we had 98 companies that signed on in opposition to this. Um, and now we're up to about 120 companies. And it's not that they are in opposition to giving leave. It's that they are in um, uh, many, what we've heard, are multiple different things. Um, one, uh, that the paid family leave is actually a benefit that many already provide uh, some 
at some course of that. And they do so in a very customized compensation package so that they're able to recruit the talent that they need. Um, the other side of this that businesses are most concerned about, not that the not that the fee, not that the um, uh, payroll tax uh, isn't a big deal because it is. This is another um, significant challenge that we're doing another level of um, tax on top of um, already high corporate taxes. But the other part of it uh, really is how they're going to find replacement workers uh, in a ridiculously tight labor market right now. Um, a possible 24-week uh, leave is is unheard of. You have to also keep that position open for the person returning. And so we've also got um, really big challenges in skilled labor force. So how are we going to find replacement workers within those skilled labor areas? Um, and so those are the major pieces uh, that we're hearing from our, our companies. Um, and it's not that they don't want, this isn't an employer versus employee issue. In fact, many of them spoke up that our employees are our number one asset. And thus, we've created very um, customized and great compensation packages based upon the needs of our of our team members. So that's those are kind of, that's kind of it in a nutshell. We'll take a pause and and sure. and take any questions and that type of thing. Yeah, well, and and those uh, those points I get. I mean, I do. The thing that I keep coming back to, and this isn't a slight at at the chamber, but you know, I keep hearing from surveys, right? That okay, here's what businesses are saying it's workforce shortage you know it's this we can't find workers and i continuously hear from employees or people who want to be employed well there's a couple of things that they would like is child care being one and i know you alluded to that earlier i can't find uh some place to drop my child off so i can't work and then the the paid family leave or some type of medical leave so if i have a child or somebody at the other end of life i want to be able to go and take care of them and know that my job's still there. I think you're spot on about, okay, the replacement workers. But when we talk about this not being maybe a, a mandate on a state side, I'm just curious, is there anything on the private side, like a, I don't want to say maybe a pool, uh, but of some sort, because smaller businesses have been very vocal in opposition because financially mm -hmm. it's tough. So, I mean, from a, an organization standpoint that maybe the chamber's the role in, is there anything like that being discussed that, hey, it doesn't need to be a state mandate, but you know what, in this region, we can offer this? Yeah, so and I love that question. And because, in fact, uh, so the businesses, the the um, the meeting that you referenced last Friday, mm -hmm. uh, we had 52 businesses show up in person with Senator Kupek. Um, it was a very um, respectful conversation on all sides. Um, uh, we really commend and thank the um Senator, for taking the time and coming out to listen, knowing full well that he was walking into um, opposition, right? Uh, but it was a great conversation. And, and you know, I think ultimately um, the business leaders that were in the room there really wanted Senator Kupak to vote no on this. He's a deciding vote. Literally, it could go down. But if he is going to vote yes, um, there are significant amendments that need to be offered around this. And one of those that you just kind of leaned into there's a pretty good idea out there around can this, so there's about $1.7 billion that the government, that the state of Minnesota is going to put into a pool. Can that still be the starter pool, but then can businesses opt into this so that if I wanted as a private sector company 
to offer this as a as a benefit to my employees, I would actually um, be able to opt in versus it being a mandate. That is something that small and mid-sized companies, if they did want to opt into that, could certainly do so. But it also allows the private sector the opportunity to say, I have a compensation package that I believe um, uh, still allows us to compete for talent and the free enterprise system will kind of take run its course with this, right? So that whole idea of creating a more of an opt-in program, almost like an insurance program that you can pick up those benefits, um, is is much better received by the businesses um, and would make it way better than a, a, a mandate, not to mention much less inexpensive. You know, the, the other big concern by, by businesses right now, there's no fiscal note attached to this yet. So there's really no idea as to what this will cost. And there's a lot of concern that that 0.7% is going to continue to just go up and up and up for businesses for a what what even the senator has said very few that we don't anticipate many people will take advantage of this. Well, I will tell you, business leaders are very concerned that just the opposite, uh, many will take advantage of this, and that we we don't want to we don't want right legislation to not have people take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. We want to write good legislation so that people can utilize that. So those were some of the things that we heard. But I think you're gonna you'll see a lot of amendments that are now going to come forward. We've right. heard amendments around. Should school districts, counties, and cities be excluded from this? And uh, should they be excluded from paying in, but not but not excluded from the actual benefits? They could still offer the benefit. Well, then who's going to shoulder that cost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how does this work for a border city community like ours that has, um, we're right on the border of North Dakota, and how does that stay competitive? And if we do border cities legislation that allows for a, you know, almost a granting or a, um, uh, uh, an area that would not have to to kind of comply with that. Um, it, there's great benefit to that. Those are that are on one side of the line, but maybe not so great. There's going to be a line drawn at some point, mm-hmm. right? Somewhere. Right. Um, so those are some of the things that we're starting to hear. But definitely, we we know that the amendment side of that is gonna is gonna come forward. Um, because we we have full we we anticipate mm-hmm. that this is gonna that this is gonna pass. You yeah, know, that's some the, form of it. Well, that's my yeah. that's my crystal ball on this too, and and I'm mm-hmm. happy to hear that because honestly, when you, uh, Shannon Full is our guest, by the way, for just joining us, we were talking about that amendment of having maybe that regional buy-in option. Uh, mm-hmm. I was nodding my head, saying, "Okay, that that seems like a reasonable approach to this." In fact, my producer was on the other side of the room as well here. I'm glad, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm saying in, in short here is that it's not just outright, we don't want to have this available at times for our employees, but having that business side of this, you know, and whether we're opting in, I think there's some middle ground that can be found here. At least I'm hopeful and optimistic. Without a doubt. But yeah. There has to be compromise in all of this, yeah. so. Um, uh, final question before I let you go. I, I appreciate I know that you're out in Bismarck and how crazy those uh days can get here you're you're in such a unique position because you got fargo and you got moorhead and of course the surrounding areas here you got Mm -hmm. two different legislatures with two vastly different approaches on a variety of things (laughs) you don't say yeah uh, it's interesting (laughs) trying to talk about both and say well they're going the opposite ways here one of the things that you've uh, you've talked about and I, i don't dispute it but we talk about low taxes friendly business climate uh, there's a lot of businesses that say North Dakota's got a very business-friendly climate, but they still are struggling to find workforce. So I'm curious, yep. w- what's the approach from the chamber? What are you telling lawmakers out there saying, we already have low taxes, it's a friendly climate, here's what we're missing? 
Yeah, and we're saying the same thing to both. Um, this is the one area that, uh, with very different uh, political climates in the two states, the one thing we are very consistent on is that both states need to increase their investment in workforce uh, initiatives, and that's everything has to be multi-pronged approach. It has to look at very competitive talent attraction, and that's talent attraction not only within the United States, because guess what? Every other state is trying to find talent uh, and steal them from other states, uh, but we have to get really aggressive in the way in which we look at refugee and immigrant workforce and how we can bring in uh, additional workforce uh, from outside of the country. Uh, we have to look at acclimation opportunities. So how are we making sure the people we're bringing into our states are acclimated well into the communities? That's really a community job, but it can be supported by the states. Um, what are we doing on retention and development? So things like um, quick uh, credentialing, flexibility in credentialing, the ability to allow people to upskill and get new skills to, to get better jobs, more high-paying jobs. Um, addressing major issues like childcare and housing is all part of workforce. And so this isn't, um, there isn't a silver bullet approach, but rather one, we have to have a very multi-pronged approach, but it has to be, it is the number one thing hindering both economies. The number one thing hindering the economy in Minnesota and in North Dakota, as well as many other states across the country, is our inability to attract, retain, develop the, um, the significant amount of talent that's need, needed for companies to continue their growth. Shannon, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate the conversation. Right. I tell you what, when you're back uh, on our side of the state, let's have a conversation in the studio. I always appreciate it. I would really enjoy that. Thank All you right. so much yeah, for the time. Yeah, safe travel. Have a great day. Yeah, you do the same. Shannon Full, president and CEO of uh, the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce. Ton of messages in. I am way behind my time. Got to get you caught up with KFJ News. I will come back to your thoughts right after this.